0: to uh, because of course i'm judan hi i'm diana and we have we're gonna deep dive into two awesome things always be my maybe and Big Little Lies, and then just talk about what's happening in the world this week.
1: So before we get started, I have to tell you what happened to me yesterday. So I was driving home from work, and there was this massive storm kind of headed our way. You can kind of see, like, all these massive clouds rolling in. So there's going to be a downpour. <laughs> so I'm driving into my complex, and this woman is, like, running into like towards the car, right? She's running my direction. I don't really think much about it. I'm like, okay, maybe she's jogging. But then she like comes like towards the car, like towards my, you know, my side of the. Oh now. Yeah, so I was like, okay, she looks normal, right? She's, <laughs> I don't think she could hurt me. Um, hopefully, and so I'm like, okay, I'm gonna roll down my window, and then she points to like the other side of our complex, and she says, "There's a tornado over there, and it's headed this way." And then she takes off running. Where is she gonna go? I don't know. I don't know. That's what I thought about that too. I'm like. I don't think you can outrun this, number one. <laughs> number two, I'm sitting there thinking, oh, shit, I didn't sign up for this, okay? Like, this is why I shouldn't have left New York. Okay, we don't have to run in New York. But then I thought, okay, like, I've watched Twister about, like, 23 times. So, I know what to do. Right? We've been watching it since, like, it, we c- it came out when we were maybe, like, 10 years old. So I'm like, okay, no, this movie has been prepping you for this your entire life. You can do this. Like, don't panic. <laughs> The long story short, and a clown drove over to the area she was pointing where I could get a clear view. And there, was, there wasn't anything. I mean, it looked really bad. A lot of black clouds, lightning. But I didn't see a tornado. So I was like, okay, I guess I will. <laughs> um, and, you know, it could have been there. kind of have you know, gone away. I don't know how tornadoes work. But I... heard
0: <laughs> what science?
1: <laughs> pretty frightening for me. I just, I don't, I'm not used to dealing with these things. But anyway, I felt prepared, though. I felt
0: like I knew, like, just... You were like... I have seen Twister. I need to get a whole bunch of cop, pop cans, and I need <laughs> yeah. to find. I need to belt myself to a farm door. Sure. Yes. Um, yeah.
1: I was like, "Channel Helen Hunt. You can do this.
0: That's fine." Yes. Um, I'm so confused. Like, even if you knew, even if the news, if the news had said, and I'm, I come to this as from tornado expert Kansas here. I like, even if the news had said there was a tornado right there, like, yeah, your immediate reaction should never be let me go outside and right. run for it <laughs> right like let me just like run exactly to where it might be because that sounds amazing. yes and, i mean maybe she wanted maybe she was also channeling helen hunt i don't know you guys have a basement no no
1: there's no basement there's nobody in texas has a basement i mean i'm generalizing but i've never seen a basement in texas so that's that is my first thought because everybody in new york has a basement i'm like well what the fuck do we need this for there's no tornadoes here
0: I remember, I remember meeting everyone from California, like Kate and Monica um, and Notre Dame and them being just mystified. They're like, you have a basement? (laughs) What do you do there? Yeah. One of them asked me if I had canned goods in my basement. (laughs) (laughs) For like the end of days. Yeah. And I'm like, it's just another fucking room in your house. What are you talking about? (laughs) I love
1: basements. They're just, usually people don't go down to see it. So you can kind of do anything you want with it. Yeah, I we grew up with basements in everyone's house, and it was it was great. It was like where we would hang out as kids.
0: Yeah, exactly. It was like you say, as a teenager, you're like, my mom, we're gonna all go down to the basement because that's where we go. Yeah, so we're pro we're pro basement on this podcast.
1: <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, so that was weird. I kind of panicked, but it was okay. I got through it, so don't worry. This week we watched Always Be My Maybe. To give you a little background, is about two best friends, uh, Sasha, played by Ali Wong. And Marcus, played by Randall Park. So they grow up next to each other in San Francisco. And then they have this falling out. They don't speak to each other for like 15 years. They get reunited when Sasha, she's like a celebrity chef. She lives in LA. She's opening up this restaurant in San Francisco. So they kind of get reunited. Uh, He still lives in San Francisco, work this heating and air company, essentially, with his dad. And he plays in a band. So they kind of reconnect. And they're living totally, obviously, very different lives. But... Clearly still very much into each other. There's so many things we could talk about this movie. so many elements about what we liked and didn't like and other things. But what were your initial thoughts going before you saw it? What did you expect and how did you feel?
0: I was super excited because I love, I love Ali Wong. I love Randall Park. Um, and then I heard, you know, that she has two amazing love interests. I knew, you know, Daniel Day Kim was going to be in it. I didn't realize that Keanu Reeves played himself, which I thought was amazing. Um. Mm-hmm. Obviously, I love the entire Asian cast. I think that was fantastic. I love even that like, the main celebrity still is the like, canaroos, is, is Asian still. Yes. You know, like, they still yeah. And Ali Wong and I love I love the supporting cast. I love Michelle Bateau. I loved even his bandmates. I mean, it was. The casting was great. The it was funny. It was a good rom com. There was definitely some points where, which I think all movies kind of do this nowadays, where they kind of throw in the jokes as an afterthought. Like the scene is serious, and then here's a funny joke. I, mean, I think that's just the Wait way movies to are. To right line it up. Yeah, exactly. Um, which sometimes works sometimes didn't. I'm just like, eh.
1: <laughs> yeah. I feel like on the one hand, it was a very classic, traditional boy meets girl rom com which I can appreciate on its own. I mean, I love Harry Metzali because I'm a woman and I think everybody does. <laughs> but on the other hand, it's like very, there's certain parts of it that are so distinctly Asian. And obviously I can't speak for the Asian community, but as someone who, and I think we both do obviously appreciate Asian culture. And as someone who's like lived in Asia and kind of just fell in love with it, I feel like being a person of color myself, and it just like made my heart happy to see this come to Netflix. Because I. Yes. it seemed like such a simple thing to do is just to have representation of like people of color and they just, it's kind of rare to find these days. But um, but yeah, I enjoyed it as well.
0: No, I, I think to that point too, like you said, it's just so rare. And, and and the way they did it, it's not the focus point. It's not like here is about them being Asian and in love. It's like, no, they just happen to be Asian. Especially with his dad, which I thought that was, yes. I thought his dad was like the perfect Absolutely. dad. He was just a dad that was also Asian. You know what I mean? And so- Absolutely. And then like the the cool Asian things that when he was like, you know, Asian food is supposed to be served in a big ass bowl. I was like, yes, I love it. I have this. so much to say. Okay. <laughs> Number
1: one, I want to move to LA and have good Asian food or San Francisco, I guess. Whatever. yes whatever. All yes, the Asian agree. food is there. I feel like and I just, I need it. Okay. So that's one thing. Number two hundred percent on board with what you're saying about these characters not being defined by their race or ethnicity they just are these people who happen to also be asian right mm-hmm. and it's just again going back to it just seems like so obvious and a really easy thing to accomplish but it's so rare and there's there's some shows and movies that i think are able to do it really well obviously fast and the furious very diverse cast but mm-hmm. also like brooklyn
0: Nine. yes brooklyn nine nine does it really well
1: I, I talk about that show to
0: everyone because
1: They do it so well. It's sort of just like an afterthought about, they just do it really seamlessly. Agree totally on Marcus's dad, just not the stereotypical Asian dad. He's just like super chill guy. Same with Randall. He's not, you know, focused on like some STEM career or something. (laughs)
0: He's just- Right, right. And I I love that they made his girlfriend too, who was like, Mm -hmm. who was Asian, but then I think they made her the stereotypical San Francisco, California, (laughs) like hippie, which was perfect. Um, yeah. 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 And so they did a lot of things really, really well. I thought her, the only thing I kind of had, you know, which they did point out in the movie too, was, you know, her relationship with her parents. Yes. In which he was like, why are you so angry? Like you act like you didn't have parents. I mean, so he even, t- they, they touched on it too. I think that was the only one that was like, yeah, why, why is she so angry? I yes, mean, I get it. Really, actually, I literally wrote it down as I watched it. I don't understand this. that was
1: definitely one thing I didn't like about the movie just so in the movie if you haven't watched it Sasha Ali Wong's character is this like latchkey kid um her parents are working so she's you know the first scene in the movie is her making her own dinner essentially because her parents are working and as an adult she becomes very cold with her parents essentially she's clearly bitter at them so I just yeah I have an issue with that and it's not just me it's a lot of people grew up this way like I was kind of a latchkey kid, too. And so it was my, you know, my brother and I grew up that way. And like, our mom had to work our ass off, you know, and that just like meant being away from home of the time. And I know right. she would have rather have been with us. But I mean, you do what you have to do, right? And so Sasha being angry with her parents seems a little unfair. And you would think that she, at least as an adult, that she would have realized why they had to do what they had to do. Anyway, just interesting but totally agree. Yeah. So back to your point on the food. Have you seen it's called Ugly Delicious? It's like a Netflix
0: Oh no. I I know what it is. It was with David Chang. Yeah. And he yeah, goes yeah. around. Yeah. I, I know what it is, but I haven't seen it. So
1: there's one episode where he talks about how Chinese food is devalued in American culture and
0: Yeah. Um, I mean he is right, right? No, they do that with a lot of ethnic ethnic food. Like why should tacos only be a dollar? Like why, you know, why are all of these wonderful bowls of intricate everything from all ethnicities are like oh no this is my cheap junk food and not yes yeah i mean it
1: takes a what he was saying also is just like it takes just as much skill to make this asian dish as it does to make this french dish and yet like Mm. you see like michelin-starred restaurants are typically like western and you know why is that and it's because of how we view food from asia or you know the other places um so anyway so just
0: interesting yeah and now i really just want to go get like Korean barbecue after that <laughs> <laughs> or go or get dumplings too. And I thought too I love I really love that scene when he when they were gonna they went to go get dumplings and she was like oh they're always disappointed that we don't speak Cantonese and then he's like you get better service and I'm like yeah. <laughs> so it was yes. those little things that made you that they like, they stuck in because they're just true and they were accurate they're authentic yes, totally. um, but it wasn't the point like it didn't feel like oh this is. The Asian movie, like no, it's just a rom com with people who happen to be Asian. Absolutely,
1: so yeah, I really, really liked it, and obviously, hard not to compare it to Crazy Rich Asians, which came out. What was it like last summer? Maybe, yeah. It obviously, also has an all Asian cast. Although this one is much more of a much more traditional type of rom com movie than Crazy Rich Asians.
0: Right, right. Mainly because of the setting.
1: Yeah, too, definitely like, takes place. In America, as opposed to. Yeah, just much more, again, going back to this normalization of Asian Americans on screen and just people of color in general. So I love seeing that on the screen, regardless of the movie.
0: And it's not that hard, Hollywood. No, it's not that hard. It's really not. do it like yeah. It's the character happens to be of this thing. It it doesn't have to be the defining point, yes. but they don't forget about it who they are. But it also yeah, it just isn't the whole storyline. And no, everyone's like you know. And I know that they did that with um, Orange is the New Black in terms mm-hmm. of they use they. Now they say they always use Piper as the the main person to bring all these stories, but you also don't have to do that either. You could just have the diverse yes. guests. In and then I think
1: they started doing that, but I agreed it was very focused on her and then it slowly started moving. And away. then it
0: slowly, yeah. Yeah. That was
1: interesting. Can we talk more about Keanu Reeves? <laughs> because That was legitimately the best scene. That was hilarious.
0: I loved it. All of Keanu Reeves' scenes were amazing. And there's a Twitter now called Keanu Reeves walking to music. And so they (laughs) took his entrance and they just, it has 35,000 followers already, and they just play different clips of music behind him slow walking in and it everything works because it's Keanu it all works
1: so perfect so so I'm not going to tell you what happens in the movie because I think it's such it's such a great scene that I don't want to ruin it for you but essentially what we do see is Keanu Reeves walking into this restaurant and he kind of plays this a version of himself but a, more of a new age asshole type of guy so I'm not going to give anything away because it's it's such a good scene in the movie but I really, you mentioned this earlier, I love that the Asian community reclaimed him and said, yes, hey. By the way. Yeah. He's Asian. Do y'all, I don't know if y'all remember this, but so he's he's having a moment right now. I mean, he's been, John Wick 3 just came out. I think he's in Toy Story 4 also, this movie. And then he's been in talks to be in this new MCU film called The Eternal. So he's kind of everywhere right
0: now. As well he should be. He's great. He's a great. I was reading his Wikipedia last night after the show. I was like, well, tell me more. <laughs> I, I forget. I want to know more he's had i mean i think he's just a, i think the great thing about the way they portray him i think everyone and everything i've read is obviously i know keanu i don't know keanu but seems like a very genuine person you know i don't think yep. he's he's a genuine celebrity from everything that i've read
1: yeah i know what you mean we don't deserve him so if you were if you had your own movie, right? If you were Ali Wong, who would be your like celebrity cameo if you could pick one?
0: It would be Idris Alpa. Oh, oh, good one. Yeah, he would 100% be my love interest. <laughs> um, sorry, don't listen to this James. Um, <laughs> no, it's fine cuz you're an actress, so it's your job. So, it's, there's no cheating. Here. This is a job, right? This is this is work, like, This is just business. There's so many. There is so many. Like I feel like I could just go on and on. Um, obviously Michael B. Jordan would be one as well. I'm blanking on his name, but Raphael from Jane the Virgin. Justin, Justin Baldinini is good looking. Um, John Hamm. Oh yeah.
1: He's really, yeah, he's really handsome. Yeah. Who would you pick? I don't I've like thought about this and it's really hard to pick, but I'm really attracted to people who seem like genuinely kind, nice mm-hmm. people and that are, So there's two different kind of hot people. Um, There's the unattainably hot. So going back to Chris Hemsworth, he is just, again, next level gorgeous. And then there's like the attainably hot, the ones who are clearly very good looking people, but just more normal looking people.
0: Like Paul, like the Paul Rudds of the world.
1: Like a Paul Rudd. Um, I feel like I would pick Chris Evans, who's Captain America. What I actually really like about him is how outspoken he is about all this bullshit in the world. I love that he just, rails on trump i love um so yesterday there was this whole so he's like a he's a boston guy right so he which is another thing i like he there's this um, movement for like a straight pride parade because so you know it's pride month So dumb. exactly and so he like called them out on it and i just i love that he's just like unafraid and unapologetic about how he feels about things which sounds normal but not a lot of people are and he's he's attractive and i think he's my he's the one i would pick. The cameo is absolutely perfection. Um, so if, when you watch it, look out for Keanu Reeves because he's amazing.
0: I think the only other the only the only thing I for, I, I forgot, but I just remembered, mm-hmm. um, was Randall Park's songs and their band's songs. Yes. Yes. That was also, I think, a great little. Which you're like, I didn't know you can rap in such a fun way. Yes,
1: absolutely. Yes, I know. I heard an interview with him a while ago and he, I guess they brought, you know, brought in things from their life growing up and that he was actually in a band that did that. So he and Ali Wong actually went to the same college. But Ali Wong is, like, a few years younger, so they didn't go at the same time. Uh, but they he started a group, theater group, specifically for the Asian community. And so it's, like, one of the things he did. And then that's how they ended up connecting, actually, it was through, like, just people that they knew. Oh, I love it. That's cool. Yeah, so it's pretty cool. So we can move on to Big Little Lies. So Big Little Lies season two starts June 9th this weekend. So we're recording before... It comes out, so you might hear this after it comes out, but season one was based on the book and we both read it. We both watched season one. So the question is, are we looking forward to season two? Where did we leave off? How did we feel about season one?
0: So yeah, I, I like. Leanne Moriarty, um, I think I'm saying her name right. I, I do like her books. Yep. Uh, I I did like this book in general, so I was really excited. And I know the big thing about season one and about this cast, and you know, I've heard a lot of the actors say this is, you know, it was an all women cast, and they had a bunch of. They were the protagonists, and that was it. Then that was the revo- a revolutionary thing because there was so many women on set, and they were all big name, you know, Nicole Kidman, Reese Witherspoon, uh, Zoe or yeah, Zoe Kravitz, yeah, Zoe Kravitz. Um, so you all these great uh, Laura Dern, all these really wonderful actresses, and and they are they are great actresses, and I thought they did a great job. But I I like I like. The retelling. I liked the music. I liked the moodiness of it. But it, to me, it was it was a good show. But it wasn't the best show I've ever watched in the whole world. And I'm I'm curious for season two just because I'm like, okay, where are we gonna take it? And obviously, Meryl Streep is the new addition to the cast. And kind of the draw here is, okay, here's Meryl Streep. How, I you know I think from the trailer kind of makes it seem like they're gonna say, how does this big thing that happened in season one, if for some reason you haven't seen season one or haven't read the book or don't know anything about it, you know, how is this big thing going to impact their lives? This, this, quote unquote, lie now that they have to yes. live with. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, I'm surprised and not surprised that they are making a season two. Surprised because this was intended to be a miniseries based on the book. It doesn't seem like they should have anywhere to go from here, but apparently they do. <laughs> and it, obviously they, they're making it because it, it was so popular. It, I was trying to look this up before we started, but they were nominated for a lot of Emmys and they won something like seven or eight Emmys, I think, last year for season one. Again, I agree with you, though. I I liked the book. Season one was pretty good. Um, it was a good show. I liked. I watched the whole thing. I was entertained by it. Did I think it was the best show I've ever seen? Definitely not. Did I think it was an eight Emmy worthy show? Probably not. But here we are. It's season two about to start. So what do what do I know? Yeah,
0: I feel like it was Adam. No, no, it was on like Conan O'Brien podcast or something that I was listening to, and they were like. This is a very American thing in which something works. So let's just do it a bunch of times of until <laughs> exactly so nobody likes it anymore. And so they're like, hey, this works. Let's just keep doing the same thing yes. over and over again. And I'm
1: like, well. Yeah, that's actually totally right. That's actually one thing. And again, I know I talked about him last episode. But uh, one thing I feel like I like that Ricky Gervais does and also hate is that he only makes two seasons for anything that he makes. Mm-hmm. And so... Something like The Office, the UK version, obviously two seasons, extras was two seasons. Presumably Afterlife will also be only two seasons. And it's when you you do something so well, you just want more of it. And he, but he won't because he wants to, he's definitely sort of the definition of like, I'm going to quit while I'm ahead. There's nothing left to tell. Like we already left it all on the table, which it feels like for season one, that's how I feel about Big Little Lies. Exactly. Kind of run its course. But again, here we are. So Meryl Streep joins the cast. She's going to play Celeste's mother-in-law, but Celeste is Nicole Kidman's character. Uh, so we'll see how how that goes. I'm still going
0: to watch it. I mean, I'm, I'm probably still going to watch yes, it anyway. exactly. So. I'm
1: going to watch it. I'll see how it goes. See how it goes. I, I like that th- that it is a very, you know, all of the characters are women. So I really like that. I do wish, obviously, there was more diversity. We do have Zoe Kravitz, but that's yeah, kind yeah. of it. Which, I mean, again, women are also a form of diversity. So I suppose I should be happy about that. I don't really know. Right?
0: No, I feel the same way, too. When people are like, but we have women. And I'm like,
1: yes, but it's all white women. Yes. yes. <laughs> it's all white women. I'm not an anti-white women, obviously, but I would also like to be inclusive of other types of women. I don't know. Absolutely. So the next story we want to get into we want to get into a few different headlines that kind of popped this week the first is miley cyrus was groped by a fan in barcelona so i don't know if you've seen this I'm not yeah it's this video that serviced on the internet this week where a man was seen groping miley so she's wa- so you'll see her walking in a crowd she's standing behind liam hemsworth her husband and they're walking through and this fan reaches out grabs her hair what And then then starts pulling her towards him and tries to kiss her. And so the security guard steps in and pulls this man off her. And then Liam turns around at that point and puts his arm around her and kind of pulls her and guides them through the rest of the crowd. So this video went viral and this guy is just such a piece of shit. It was just one of those things where people say, you know, like you're asking for it type of thing. And it's just like, if. I mean, she was literally surrounded by a ton of people right. with bodyguards with her husband, and this shit still happens. It's like, what the fuck just happened? So obviously, she—I'm sure she was shaken up after that. That is such just bullshit.
0: It doesn't matter where you are. It doesn't matter how you it Doesn't matter who you are. Like they just feel so entitled to do whatever they want. Literally grab you and. get no. Yeah. Why why are men is a question. Right. Like, uh, <laughs> That's a a good one. Among my friends and women friends and mom friends it's always just like why why are men? Why? why are they?
1: Yes, I agreed. So hopefully she's I mean, she's doing fine, but it was just it was kinda crazy. So the next story is Diplo filming Joe Jonas and Sophie Turner's wedding in Vegas. So Joe Jonas and Sophie got married and it was I think it was a spur-of-the-moment decision. They are having, like, a second wedding where they're celebrating with family and friends and everything. But for this wedding, I don't think Joe Jonas's parents even knew. I think Sophie Turner, like, called her parents as she was walking down the aisle. So it was very... I think it was just sort of... It just kind of happened. But Diplo was at the wedding, and he live-streamed it. And Joe said afterwards that Diplo ruined the wedding because of that. This
0: is... (laughs) I think this is one of the things that I'm like... I know very, very little about like I know the people <laughs> we're talking about. I don't know much about this. I'm all about I was all about um Chopra and Nick Jonas's wedding. I will say,
1: my God, Priyanka Chopra is just so stunning. And I again back to things I like about people. She's so outspoken and just like such a feminist, and
0: I love that about her. I wonder if like Joe Jonas and Zoe Turner, like how what can we do to also make a better wedding?
1: (laughs) (laughs) How can we be them?
0: I know that's probably their brothers, and they all probably love each other. But in my head, it's like how you know. How can we compete?
1: Poor Kevin. Nobody thinks about Kevin. Oh, because... oh, yeah, no. Uh, so speaking of Sophie Turner, I think she was on Conan this week, it must have been, because she was promoting her new movie, Dark Phoenix. And so she was on Conan, and she asked Conan to play this game with her called Tequila Slaps. Basically, all it is is someone takes a shot of tequila, and the other person has to slap them before, before they drink it. And so on the show, Conan takes a shot of tequila, and Sophie Turner just slaps the shit out of him essentially (laughs) on the show and it was just like such a wonderful thing to watch
0: I love Conan I love that he's aimed for stuff like that
1: yes I know I'm like this is not something you would have done with like Jay (laughs)
0: Leno
1: so I I'm team Coco all the way as well so, speaking of Dark Phoenix, so it comes out this weekend, but it has these terrible reviews, um, which somehow is just not surprising. The last time I checked, they had a 22% approval rating, I guess, on, on Rotten Tomatoes. Out. And it just feels like the series completely just, like, ran out of steam. It's kind of sad because they had such a good cast. So, I watched, um, you know, I saw all the pictures from the premiere and that you know, obviously Sophie Turner's in it. I had Jennifer Lawrence, Michael Fassbender, James McAvoy, Nicholas Holt, which we now know was from Skins. <laughs> Jessica Chastain. Jessica Chastain? Yeah, she's. I think she's a villain in this. But it, if you tell me any of those actors are in a movie, I, I kind of piques my interest. But obviously, this is seems like a massive fail. And the Dark Phoenix is like one of the best, I think, X Men storylines. But
0: I'm not. I um I don't know much about Dark Phoenix. I am more of like. The nineties cartoon X-Men oh, characters like, yes. like Gambit and um Rogue and all of those. But those are my I wish they would just
1: like reboot that of all the things yes. that you could do. That that X-Men series was the best. Um I actually rewatched a couple of episodes recently because I was showing my little cousin who was like ten years younger than me, so he had never seen it. Oh. Um but he likes X-Men in general and like superheroes, so I was showing it to him. And we watched maybe like two episodes. And I was like, this is more entertainment than I got from any of the X-Men movies. Um, It's so much better. So recommend that if you all get a chance to watch it. Okay, so moving on to another topic. Mark Anthony is now playing a small role in Lin-Manuel Miranda's film adaptation of In the Heights. So this is really exciting. Um, in the Heights, in general, is just like a very exciting movie, obviously, because we know the musical won a ton of Tony Awards, and yes. Lin-Manuel Miranda, obviously, we're, we all get very excited. I'm really interested to see where this movie goes. I don't know a ton about this
0: musical. I, I saw the musical when it came to the Kennedy Center with Anthony Ramos as the uh, title character was snobby, and Vanessa Hudgens played um like, no Vanessa I think is her name yeah yep. which is which I love because Lemonwell Miranda's wife is named Vanessa um, and so mm-hmm. I love that he like named one of his characters after her like so cute and I I love this music I love everything about it so I'm really excited I know Stephanie Beatrice from yes Brooklyn Nine-Nine, Brooklyn Nine-Nine is also in it. there's like a ton and they had an open casting call for this, so I think it's going to be a lot of you know really famous Latino people. Some people you never heard of, yeah. And
1: Dasha, Dasha from um, Orange is the New Black,
0: yeah, yeah, she's in it
1: too, which I know we like.
0: And there's got you know there's going to be a lot of like Broadway people yep. that are in it that are going to play. I'm really interested to see how it turns out in a film. Totally, yeah. And I also love there was. I don't know, j and A-Rod and, Mick, and Mark Anthony. There was this picture that came out with them, with all three of them together. And it's just, they were like, oh, parenting, co-parenting goals. And I'm like,
1: oh. Yes, they do it so well. Um, yeah, I saw the picture they were at, I don't know if it was A-Rods or both of their um, kids that they were transitioning from like elementary to high school. So they were there all celebrating and it was pretty cool. And they've done that before. So a few years ago, A-Rod posted a pic of the three of them, Mark Anthony, J-Lo and himself, at their daughter's dance recital and they had the caption hashtag familia. It was just really cool doing this co-parenting thing with like all their kids. And they seem to be doing a a really good job and kind of setting an example for a lot of people, I think.
0: Yeah, I agree. And I, it's good. You know, I I felt sometimes people look at minorities and, like, oh, look at all your different wives and daddies and baby things. And I'm like, no, we're all just family. It's fine.
1: Yep. Yeah, so I love that. Jayla also this week, she received this Fashion Icon Award from the, um, I think it was like the CFDA Fashion Awards. And she looked phenomenal.
0: She has drunk from the elixir of life and she looks amazing. And the elixir of life is apparently no meat, no alcohol, and like no sun. <laughs> and I... <laughs> I love all three of those things. I know. Exactly. So I... Uh, She is goals on so many levels. Absolutely. Absolutely. I can't believe. Yeah, she's had she's had children she's what in her 50
1: yes she's all i think she's like 49 she's almost 50 and this and again this must have been a couple of weeks ago she it was the 20th anniversary of her debut album on the 6th and she posted this picture of herself from that time on, on her instagram i did not realize immediately that it wasn't a current picture of her like she still looks like that and i'm like that was 20 years ago and you still look fucking Phenomenal. Yeah, yeah. So good for her. Lastly, one of the things we want to touch on is that Bradley Cooper and Irina Sha are breaking up. So that was confirmed actually... Uh, this morning, so we're recording on Friday. And there have been like some rumors that Lady Gaga is being blamed partially for their breakup, but she denied that. But obviously because they work together on a star is born and there seemed to be so much chemistry between them. Yeah. That they that there's a lot of rumors about that. But it doesn't seem like there's I mean there's no proof,
0: obviously these there'll be any proof until like they're like six months, probably less than that. They're gonna be, you know, Bradley Cooper and Lady Gaga are gonna be seen coming out of somewhere and people are gonna go insane. Okay. I'm going to be one of those people.
1: <laughs> That's it for all the celebrity news we have. So, what um, what's going on in pop culture that you've either seen, watched, heard about that you're excited about, or that you uh, saw this week that you want to talk
0: about? I really am looking forward to seeing how Jane the Virgin wraps up. um It's on its final season. I've been really invested. I know um, Gina Rodriguez has dramatic in general. But I still really enjoy the show. <laughs> I enjoy the telenovela. And, yeah. and so I'm I'm looking forward to seeing how that all ends. It's in its final few episodes. I also really there's some. I, I want to watch Black Mirror. I'm I'm all about Black Mirror coming out. What season is it on? It's on Netflix. It's on Netflix. I think it's what the sixth doing? season. Oh, wow. Stupid okay. background, oh, wow. but this is also a thing where there's only Black three Mirror. episodes. So it's so, so originally it was in the UK. And so there's, they're an hour long episodes. I had no idea. Because, yeah, that's how the UK does it. So there's only three episodes, but Miley Cyrus is in one of them. Yeah, I
1: just saw her change her profile picture, I think, on Instagram.
0: Yeah, so that's what I'm looking forward to. What are you looking forward to?
1: So there's this podcast I listen to called Ear Hustle. I don't know if you've heard it, but it's back for season four this week. And it's essentially this podcast about prison life and it's produced at San Quentin State Prison in California. And the two co-hosts, one of them is Erlon Woods, who was a prisoner at the prison. And the other one is Nigel Poor. She's like a visual artist. And so Erlon's sentence was commuted at the end of season three. Oh wow and so now he's kind of on the outside so it'll be interesting because now they have three hosts him who's he's on the outside Nigel poor obviously and then they have a new host on the inside um, his name's Rashawn Thomas so I'm interested to see how it plays out and it's it's just like such an interesting podcast it's obviously a world I know I don't really know anything about it'll be fun to see how this
0: season goes so if you haven't listened to it I recommend yeah now I'm gonna add that to the list is it, it- is it depressing <laughs> it sounds terrible i mean it's not happy but- no i know
1: i know what you mean it's some of them are sad yes and but some aren't There was, uh, I wish I could tell you a little more detail. I just don't have a great memory. But basically, they have different topics in each episode. So one of the first episodes they did was called Cellies. And Cellies are essentially what they call their cellmate. They talk about what it means to have a cellmate, what the process is, do you get to choose them or not, how big is the room. And then they talk to different people about their experiences with their cellmates. And so that's kind of the structure of the show. But yeah, some episodes are definitely much, much, much sadder than others so they just recently had an episode where Erlon Wood's brother was actually also in prison and they talk about his story and how he ended up in prison along with his wife actually and that story was just that almost brought me to tears it was just such a sad story mostly because of their kids and everything so there are definitely sad moments but there are also moments that just kind of make you laugh and make you think a lot and it's It's almost hard to reconcile because these are people who are in prison because some of them have done really, really, really bad things. But at the same time, when they're speaking, you don't necessarily think about that. What's it called again? E-A-R-Hustle. E-A-R-Hustle awesome okay yeah so it's a good one and it's a kind of an easy listen so highly recommend
0: well yay I love this again find us on iTunes find us on Instagram find us on Twitter we are at B of C podcast I am Julian.
1: I'm Diana thank you so much for listening and we'll be back next week <laughs>
0: thanks bye